Hey there, welcome to Hormonally Speaking and happiest of new years. It is officially 2023. So hopefully your holidays went well, that the new year came in with a bang and the old one went out with a bang um, and that you are, you know, cruising into this first full week of the new year without too much stress. So I wanted to share with you today as our first episode of 2023, a workshop that I did earlier today called Five Keys to Making Your Menstrual Cycle Flow in 2023. Such good information. You certainly need it. We all need it. Even if you already know some of this information, it's good to be reminded. I bet there's some new things in there. So I really wanted to share it with you this week. And I also wanted to let you know, as you'll hear at the end of the episode, that the doors for Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint are now officially open. So yes, my year has gotten you know into the swing of things real fast because I'm focusing on this launch with Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint. And it is really fun to actually look at everything that's involved in the program because it really is such a comprehensive support system. And I was talking to Rachel Hughes earlier. Uh, We did an IG live. She is one of the guest experts that is going to talk to you in the program about transitioning from cycling to perimenopause and menopause. And one of the things that she brought up was the importance of community during this shifting time of life, right? So even if you are younger and having Menstrual issues, I think community is important, but particularly as you get into your late 30s, early 40s, mid 40s, and start to like feel all the craziness, it's so good to be a part of a community that understands and supports you and not only, you know, listens to the hard stuff and sort of relates and empathizes with the hard stuff, but can also help you to refocus on, you know, a different mindset because I find that mindset is also key with hormonal dysregulation. That's why we spend a week talking about energy approaches and mindset, because they are so important. Speaking of energy healing, if you've been around for the last few podcasts, you've probably heard me talk about something new that I brought into my practice, which is a bioresonance scan. And you get one of these personalized bioresonance scans as part of the program when you sign up. But as you'll hear in today's uh, presentation at the end, you will get a bonus scan that's called an inner voice scan. And that is going to get to you within 48 hours after you sign up for the program. And that's a good way to start in just setting up your hormones to be better in 2023. What the scan does is it has energy frequencies built in to balance out the frequencies that are out of sync in your voice. So it's a very good meditative thing. And also everyone that I know that has used it, all of my clients, they just say that they feel different almost instantaneously listening to it. So I'm excited to offer that as an extra bonus if you sign up between now, which is Tuesday the 3rd, and Thursday, the 5th. Okay. So that's the longest that it runs. Also the discount code, you got to listen to this to the very end. There is a discount code that I mentioned, and that goes until Thursday, January, the, what would that be? We're in the third to the fifth. 
And then if you're listening to it after, unfortunately, it will be done. But hopefully you are listening to this right off the bat. You're ready to jump in and be a part of Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint. It's going to be a really, really good time and good program. And it's the last time I'm doing it live. After this session, it is going to go evergreen. So if you want that, you know, really focused support from me and you want a small community in which to grow, now is the time. Lots of good stuff comes with this program. You get 10 weeks of audio, visual, and video sent to you every Monday on that week's theme. If you want to check out all the themes, you just go to my website and go to Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint. And then we have live sessions every Thursday. So some of the sessions are are the group and me, and you guys get to ask me questions, and we go over stuff, dive deep, have good conversations. And then a five of those weeks, we will have guest experts, some really amazing experts in the field, including my hormone guru, Nicole Jardim, and Dr. Marisa Snyder, and Dr. Erin Kinney, and as I mentioned earlier, Rachel Hughes is going to be one of them, and Ashante Bates. All of these women are incredible and have so much knowledge to share, and so I'm excited that they're going to be part of the program too. Then you get lots of other bonuses. There is so much that's part of this program. Can't even cover it all right here, right now. So go check out Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint. Grab your spot. There are limited spots available. So I just want to reiterate that. A, that the offer that you'll hear at the end of the presentation today is only available till Thursday, and B, that there are limited spots. So you definitely want to grab a spot if you're ready to do this before it gets full. So you can also reach out to me with any questions that you have, Christine Garvin at christinegarvin.com. I'm happy to answer any questions that are coming up for you. So on that note, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode, which is me telling you all about five keys to making your menstrual cycle flow in 2023. Here we go. Hey there, and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. Now let's dive in with today's guest. All right, we're going to get this party started and let people hop on as they do. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy New Year. So glad that you are here today um, to learn about five keys to making your menstrual cycle flow in 2023. I am Christine Garvin. If you haven't been around these parts, I am a functional nutritionist who weaves together my health journey, which includes a fibroid surgery that nearly killed me with my training in functional health, nutrition, and hormones to help women heal their gut and achieve hormonal balance. I've been featured in Health Magazine, Shape, Parade, and MSN, among other outlets, and I am the host of the podcast, Hormonally Speaking. And I work with clients all over the world via Zoom, as well as offering programs for gut healing and hormone health. So enough about me. Let's talk about why you're here today. So why am I presenting on this topic? Well, 
in my practice and many of the women that I know in my life, we know little to kind of nothing about our menstrual cycle, unfortunately. It's not our fault, though. We were never taught anything about it other than we were going to bleed at some point in the month, right? And then we'll probably have to deal with some kind of crappy PMS along the way. That's pretty much the education that a lot of us got as girls and, you know, later on as women. Here's the thing, though. When it comes to managing your hormones, knowledge truly is power. Everything they did not teach us is exactly why so many of us struggle starting as teens all the way into menopause and beyond, unfortunately, for some women. So that's what we're doing here today, right, is I want to help empower you to understand your hormones a little bit more so that you can take the steps that you need to in your life to support them instead of work against them. So first bit of information that's really important is that your menstrual cycle is not just your period. So, so often we'll refer to our cycle as that time of our period, but really it's the whole shebang and it's never ending, right? So you have the beginning, which is when the follicles are, they're already formed, but they're moving towards one of them producing an egg. And then ovulation happens if we're lucky. And then we have a corpus luteum form that um, comes from that egg that burst out of the follicle. And then finally we have that dying out and then you have menstruation, right? So it takes averaging somewhere between 28 and 32 days for most women for this entire cycle process to happen. And really, I like to think of our hormones as a never ending uh, symphony, right? That includes so many different aspects. And the main hormones that we're looking at during this cycle is estrogen and progesterone, which you more than likely have heard about. But there's also lesser known hormones that are a part of it, including FSH, which is follicle stimulating hormone, and LH, which is luteinizing hormone, among other hormones. And really, it's a communication that happens between the brain and the ovaries utilizing these hormones. Did you realize that the brain was really the epicenter of your ovarian function? Most of us don't, don't know that, right? We've never been taught that. But it's such an important fact that I want you to remember because we're going to come back to that a little later in the presentation. Okay, so you can see here the four phases of the menstrual cycle. We're not going to dive deep into those today because we don't have a lot of time here, but that is something that I cover in depth in my signature program, Hormone Breakthrough Blueprints, which I'm going to talk a little bit more about as we go through the presentation today. But I want you to be aware of the basics of the cycle, right? So you can see over here that follicular phase is where we kick things off, and that's 14-ish days if you count your period. If you don't count your period, it's usually, you know, nine-ish days post your period. Next up, you have the ovulatory phase, which is one day. And I say that technically because technically only ovulate for one day. But if you are having sex with a man and his semen can actually live in your body for three days. So you kind of have a larger range of area that you have to be aware of if you actively want to get pregnant or not get pregnant. Next up is the luteal phase, which is about 11 to 14-ish days. That's that second half of your cycle where a lot of the problems tend to creep up. And then finally, you have that menstrual phase, which is on average three to seven days. And of course, 
you know, women can hop all over um, in terms of the amount of time that that actually ends up being. So for the purpose of this presentation, I want you to know that a good balance of estrogen and progesterone in that second half of our cycle, that luteal phase, is super, super important and often what we really look to first, okay? With most hormone issues, we're going to see too low of progesterone and too high of estrogen at the same time. When we don't have a good balance between these two hormones, that is when the major issues start to ensue. Okay, so what are the five keys to your hormone health? This is true no matter what hormone issue you have. It's true if you have PMS, it's true if you have PMDD, it's true if you have PCOS, anything, fibroid cysts, et cetera. This is all underlying the same thing, right? And you're just going to have these different outcomes. Of course, there's some specifics in each of those that's going to look a little different, but we're talking about some root causes here, right? So first off is the food that you eat and how well you digest that food, which is what I call gut health. Secondly, we're going to talk about adrenals and how important they are for your sex hormones. When I say sex hormones, I'm talking about that estrogen and that progesterone, and of course, testosterone and DHEA, which we aren't going to talk so much about today. Your liver is the third thing that's super important when it comes to your sex hormones, and then breaking trauma. And I know that this is kind of a odd one sometimes when people hear me mention that or see that because they are like, what does trauma have to do with your hormones? Don't worry. We're going to talk about that today. And then finally, mindset is the fifth key that is sort of that next level after dealing with trauma, which we'll also talk about. So let's start off with the creme de la creme of the situation, which is our gut health. Really everything in your health, in your life, goes back to your gut. Your immune system is mostly in your gut. You know, the way that you feel on a day-to-day basis has a lot to do with what's happening in your gut. It really is the main key to the whole shebang, not just your hormones, but we're going to talk about how it impacts your hormones today. So first and foremost, did you know that hormones are made from cholesterol? So this is something that It's not often talked about, you know, when you usually hear about cholesterol, you hear how bad it is and how we want it lowered, right? Problem is literally all your sex hormones are derived directly from cholesterol. So we're not going to have a whole discussion about cholesterol today, but just say that you know that you need enough cholesterol in order to have your hormones being produced correctly and work correctly. So the second part is most people don't know that our liver actually has to detoxify or metabolize. That's the more kind of scientific term for it. Our hormones, just like everything else we put in our body, including caffeine and alcohol and drugs and chemicals, um, pesticides in our foods, our liver has to detoxify all of those. And they also have to detoxify our hormones. So I usually say uh, detoxify or metabolize. I do interchange between those two terms. So just know that if I go back and forth, they mean the same thing. So your liver actually uses a wide variety of vitamins and minerals in order to detoxify all those things, right? So when it comes back to it again and again, so much of our body comes down to the vitamins and minerals that are coming from our food. I'll show, uh, I'll share with you more specific vitamins and minerals in the liver section. So don't worry about that. 
What does all this have to do really with gut health? Well, not only does your gut need to properly break down those foods when you eat them, but also be able to absorb the vitamins and minerals from the food. If you're not absorbing it, then there's going to be an issue. You can be breaking it down and it can just be making its way out of your body without true absorption. So you can see it's this important two-step process. Fortunately, if your gut is messed up, you're not going to be efficient at breaking down the food or absorbing it. So it can be a twofold situation there. Remember, your liver is not the only organ that utilizes these vitamins and minerals. Literally every organ in your body needs them. So this is why food is so important, right? One of the many reasons it's so important. How do you improve your gut health? Well, for many people, they need to up their digestion game, right? So that's my first thing here. Do up your digestion game. So there's some simple things that you can do before you eat. Take three deep breaths. That's going to help get you into your calming parasympathetic nervous system, which oversees digestion. Then you can also focus on eating slowly and chewing your food well. Most of us, including myself, don't chew my food enough, right? Bigger pieces of food that you have going down your throat into your stomach, the harder it's going to be for your digestion to break those down. So sometimes many of us tend to need a little bit more support. Those are good places to start, but often we need a little um, extra support. So things like digestive bitters are very helpful for stimulating your, um, your stomach to start breaking down food. Digestive enzymes are another important part. HCL or hydrochloric acid, particularly if digestive bitters don't do enough to stimulate, HCL is our main guy in our stomach that's going to start breaking down food right away. And it's also going to protect you from incoming bad guys, bacteria, things like that. So in terms of adding probiotics, that's usually a really important thing, but I always say don't go willy-nilly with probiotics because they can actually make a situation worse depending on what's going on in your body and what types of strains of bacteria that you actually need. But most people, it is a good idea to use some form of probiotic. I cover all of these foundations in depth in the gut section and hormone breakthrough blueprint and have a protocol on how to get your digestion starting better ASAP. So next up, what are some don'ts? Don't eat foods that, you know, bother you. So this is easier said than done. I get it. I have so many clients that come to me and say, yeah, I know I feel better when I don't eat gluten or yeah, I know my stomach hurts less when I don't eat dairy, but I still eat it. Well, unfortunately, that gluten or that dairy or whatever food it is that you know bothers you is actually causing damage to your digestive system if you're having an issue with it, right? So try to start to like take out those foods that are really causing an issue because you would be surprised how much that can impact not only your digestions, but your hormones overall. So lastly, do your best to stay away from too much packaged food. The reality is you know, fresh whole foods is always best. I know we can't all do that all of the time, but try your best because natural fresh foods are going to have all the nutrients already in there. All your vitamins and minerals are going to be naturally packaged in there in a way that your body can kind of read properly and absorb. So when you start eating a lot of packaged foods, that's going to have lots of extra ingredients 
some ingredients that your body, you know, has only known because of eating them. It does not come from nature, so it doesn't know it in that way. And it also will have often extra added minerals and vitamins that are derived in a lab, right? So how well our body reads that as compared to the ones that we get in food that nature intended for us, you know, is, is up for debate. So the more that you rely on fresh whole foods, the better things are going to be for your gut. Okay. Before we move away from sort of the gut and food section, I do have to add in the number one most important thing for your hormones. And that is blood sugar balancing. So if you leave here today with no other piece of information, keep this one in your head. So first off, what does balanced blood sugar look like? What does that mean? So basically that means that you don't have any crazy highs and lows of energy throughout the day. Um, you're not necessarily feeling obsessed about when your next meal is happening. You know, you're just kind of coasting through and feeling pretty good. You don't have much or any in the way of sugar cravings. And then you have also tend to have a much lower incidence of mood swings, right? So I just want to add in from a clinical perspective, I do like to look at labs for my clients in order to see how their uh, glucose numbers and their HbA1c numbers are doing. And these are very, you know, common labs to get done. So you can certainly ask your doctor for it. So I like to see fasting glucose. That's really important. So you did take that first thing in the morning between 80 and 85. And then I like to see HbA1c below 5.4. So you may be, you know, get that done with your doctor and you may be at, say like 98 for your blood glucose and maybe, um, you know, 5.6 at HbA1c and your doctor was like, oh, that looks great. No, from a functional perspective, that is not great. That is heading in the direction that we don't want you to go for a multitude of reasons, but it also is impacting your hormones right now. So why is blood sugar regulation so important when it comes to sex hormones? Well, really, it has to do with insulin. So insulin is a hormone, right? And when we're eating higher carb foods or lots of sugar, it actually raises our blood sugar pretty quickly. And then our body has to produce insulin in order to get that sugar out of your bloodstream and into the cells where it can be utilized for energy. Thing is, if you're eating too much sugar there's too much sugar in your blood, more insulin production, you're doing this consistently, that means that you're having an overproduction of insulin happening, right? And all kinds of issues can come up from that in the long term, including insulin resistance. But for today, we're going to focus on what else is produced alongside insulin, and that is cortisol which is our main stress hormone, right? And a huge huge part of this puzzle piece right here. So, guess what cortisol does? It actually competes with progesterone. And in the game of hormones, cortisol is always, always, always going to win because it is literally keeping you alive. So lower progesterone and elevated estrogen, as I mentioned earlier, tends to be part of most hormone issues from PMS to heavy periods, migraines and cramps, and all kinds of stuff in between like cysts and fibroids which is why I always say that insulin and cortisol are the hormones that we actually need to be dealing with first. So many people want to jump to, what do I do about my estrogen and progesterone? 
look at your insulin and your cortisol first. We dive much deeper into this and hormone breakthrough blueprint, how to do that, what to do about it, uh, everything. So tip one for today, you can see over here is to start your day off with around 30 grams of protein. So I know for a lot of women, this can be tough because they may actually be getting about 12 to 15 grams of protein um, at breakfast right now. So you think two eggs, that's unfortunately only about 12 grams of protein. So you need to think about how to up that, right? So for some people that can be, you know, include some chicken sausage for some people that can be, you know, adding collagen to your coffee or your tea. Um, there's lots of different things. I have a great uh, blog post on my website, top 10 ways that you can get up to 30 grams of protein in your breakfast. So you can check that out for more ideas. Tip two make sure that you eat before you are starving. So this is a big thing that in our busy, busy lives, we skip meals, we're like into something, we're like focused, and then boom, the day is gone and we haven't eaten enough and then we're ravenous, right? This is really, really hard on your blood sugar and that you know, regular that going up and down and also producing cortisol in the process. And then you have the blood sugar crashes, which aren't fun either. So Tip three, speaking of coffee in the morning, do not drink it before you eat, okay? So this is going to trigger your cortisol in particular, blood sugar too, to start going up before your body is ready and prepared for that, right? It's gonna be too much without having something to kind of slow down that uptake from your coffee and the caffeine. So just make sure that you eat. If you can wait for two hours, to drink coffee after you get up or caffeine, that's going to be the best case scenario because that's naturally when your cortisol should be highest. But, you know, at least make sure that you don't do it before you eat breakfast. And then tip four, as I mentioned before, using collagen is a helpful way for a lot of people to get more protein in their diet in the morning, at different points of the day. I like collagen for a lot of reasons I won't go into right now better than a lot of the other protein sources out there. But do know that even collagen um, can have higher levels of heavy metals, unfortunately. I share my favorites in Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint that have been tested for low metals because that's very important. And unfortunately, that's in a lot of the protein powders. All right. So next up, we have the adrenals. Now, what are they? First of all, they're these teeny tiny little glands that sit on the top of your kidneys, but don't let their size fool you because they are a serious powerhouse in our body. Okay. They're the ones that secrete the cortisol we've been talking about the whole time, among other hormones. So every single time your brain registers a stressful situation, it's going to trigger the adrenals to release cortisol and then sometimes adrenaline, which is our other main stress hormone. So remember how I talked about progesterone and cortisol competing? Here we go again, right? Higher cortisol production doesn't just come from blood sugar dysregulation, right? It also comes from the stress that's happening outside of ourselves and then the stress that's happening in our bodies from things like unprocessed trauma, which we're going to touch upon here just a little bit more in just a minute. So again, I just want to hammer this point in that lowered progesterone alongside often that elevated estrogen is going to be a major component of most period problems. 
So making your adrenals happy is really a major key of balancing out your sex hormones. And you can't bypass this one. A lot of women try to, because it's not so easy to always uh, make your adrenals happy, right? Really has to be approached in multiple ways. I go into all of this in depth in Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint, but let's just say that lifestyle changes are key and necessary. And also a reduction of stress in your life is, is necessary, but also there is the perceived notion, right? And how we uh, view certain things and the ability to shift that, that can help with the stress reduction too. So this is something that I cover in depth. I've had to work on a lot in my life and continue to work on. Um, and so I, I really, it's a huge component of hormone breakthrough blueprint. And yes, there are absolutely supplements that can help in the process, but they are supplemental only lifestyle is key change here. Okay. Oh, the liver. So this is one of the most overlooked areas, in my opinion, when it comes to health in general, because it is vital for so many parts of it. So it's estimated that the liver oversees 350 processes in our body, including that cholesterol production we talked about in the beginning, that is where your hormones come from. Blood sugar, it's part of blood sugar regulation. It's part of your thyroid health. And of course it processes toxins or metabolizes them whichever way you want to look at it. Um, and those can unfortunately get backed up if things aren't processing well enough. And that can actually cause the adrenals to also produce cortisol. So just another way that that cortisol production can get a little bit out of control. So you can really start to see how everything in our body is intertwined and you can't just do one thing, right? You really have to focus on the connection between all of these areas. So as I previously mentioned, the liver does play an essential role in the detoxifying of hormones, and we ultimately care about how it processes estrogen, okay? This is the big one, because elevated estrogen can lead to all the period problems that I've already mentioned, and in particular, things like fibroids and cysts um, and growths in general, fibrocystic breasts, and even female cancers. So I love, love, love talking about estrogen metabolism because after blood sugar regulation, it's in my opinion, the most important part of hormone issues. And it is so not talked about or so overlooked, um, particularly in allopathic medicine. So unless you go to a functional doctor, your doctor probably wouldn't have a clue what you were talking about if you asked them about estrogen metabolism. We don't have the time to go into the science of it today, but I spent a whole week going over it in Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint because I think it's so, so important for women to understand, um, not just for hormones right now, but hormones for the long term and also protecting yourself from things like growths that happen to so many women. Um just know if your liver isn't working well in terms of detoxifying estrogen at the moment, this is a key area to get on top of ASAP. So I did promise in the gut section that I would share more about the vitamins and minerals that the liver needs for detox. So some of those include B vitamins, vitamins C and E, magnesium, amino acids that come from protein, including glutamine, glycine, taurine, and cysteine glutathione, our master antioxidant, and then other antioxidants. So how do you get these nutrients? Well, you need to be eating plenty of veggies, especially those cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, bok choy, Google it. There's a lot of cruciferous vegetables out there. Low sugar fruit, if that works for you, and then clean meat, which is going to provide all of those amino acids in their purest and most bioavailable form. 
So you can also start your day off, as I mentioned here, with some lemon in warm water that's going to help support your liver. You can um, really uh, focusing on cutting down or even out, depending on how much alcohol, caffeine, um, over-the-counter drugs, all kinds of drugs, really minimizing those because your body's always going to focus on detoxifying them first and estrogen is going to go to the back of the line. So the less of those you have, the faster your liver can get to estrogen. And then I also think that this is not talked about enough and it's uh, the physical detox supports. So these are things like castor oil packs, Epsom salt baths. Um, I'm a big fan of coffee enemas. I'm a big fan of uh, using infrared saunas. And I do have some of the, my favorites of physical detox supports at my website. And I'll uh, include a link to that page. Okay, here we are at the breaking trauma. So many of my clients will be surprised when I bring up trauma. They wonder really what does this have to do with hormones? So as you picked up by now, if I, if you haven't with me beating you over the head, I'm sorry, but everything is interconnected. I'm here to say it again. And the one thing is always going to impact the other. So as I mentioned in the adrenal section, unprocessed trauma can have a big impact on our hormones because it consistently stresses us out. Most often we experience trauma as a child or a teen that impacts the way that we live actually as an adult day in, day out. And most people only like to think about what I call quote unquote, big T trauma, right? Which is maybe examples are abuse or having to be in foster care or having your house burned down while little T trauma, which is maybe, you know, as a kid, somebody said something mean to us, or even our mom telling us no can actually have a major impact on our development too. And we can carry that on. So I always ask my clients, do you know and understand your relationship patterns? Have you looked into your relationship with your family as a child to understand the ways that you may react today? So processing old trauma helps really to calm down your adrenals is the way I like to think about it. And that is a key component of your sex hormone health. All right. So finally, let's talk about mindset. So I know this is a funny one when it comes to your hormones to think about, but, but hopefully I can help make, have it make sense for you. So we've talked about how the brain taking in stressful information impacts our hormones, starting with that cortisol, right? And when we're caught up in these old belief systems, as we just talked about with the tra in the trauma section, that means a continuous loop of high cortisol ensues, unfortunately, and then it will eventually actually plummet. We're not going to talk about that today, but that can make it tough to get out of bed, right? And this is something we dive deep into um, in Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint because a lot of women can hit this point in their 40s after go, going, going, going for years. How do we break the continuous loop? Mindset. So now I always say that processing trauma comes first can't just like smile and positive outlook your way out of trauma, right? And that's not going to change your hormone issues. Your body knows it's too smart. But once you start working on processing the trauma, and that can take long periods of time and can continue on, you know, throughout your life, but you can start to actually instill new, what we call neural pathways in the brain for a more beneficial outlook. And then that mindset is going to be what locks in those new neural pathways that you've created. And then, you know, you just have to kind of pull yourself back away from those old neural pathways that may be firing a little bit sometimes trying to kind of pull you back. 
We talk so much about mindset and hormone breakthrough blueprint because it's such a key part of it that helps take you to the next level, not just with hormones, but everything else in your life. So, so as you've heard me mention several times today, I talk about all of this so much more in depth in Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint, which is my signature 12-week hormone program that begins next Monday. So we cover lots, lots more, including how your cycle works. I want you to understand that from point A down to point D, uh, movement and body love, moving from being a cycling person to perimenopause to menopause and lots of other good bonus material from bioidentical hormone use to fibroids and so much more. And we do have a live session where we cover all the stuff that I send to you every Monday, which is in video form, written form, and audio form. So you can use whatever works best for you. Send that to you on Monday. On Thursday, we have a live session to go over that. And five of those sessions are with amazing guest experts, including Nicole Jardim, Dr. Marisa Snyder, Dr. Aaron Kimmy, and more. And they are so fabulous and are just going to give you so much extra information. You also do receive a free bioresonance scan, which is actually a $499 um, just by itself uh, deal. So the doors to Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint are now open, but I do want to let you know that there is limited space because I want to keep this program small, as I always do, so that we can really have a safe container for everyone that is a part of it. And this will be the last time that I run it live. After this session, it will become an evergreen program. And so it's not going to have that small component um, that it will this time. So if you do sign up within the next 24 hours, you can get a discount of $500 off the price with code 5KEYS all written out. And you will also get a free inner voice scan sent to you within 48 hours. So that's an additional bioresonance scan that you'll get as a freebie for signing up today. It's only available for the next 24 hours. And remember that those spots are limited. So you can head to my website, christinegarvin.com to grab your spot or feel, feel free to email me with any questions that you have at christinegarvin at christinegarvin.com. Okay. We did pretty good on time. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope that this gets you off to a great start in 2023. I am going to look at the chat here. I see somebody. Oh, okay. Um, I thought there was a question, but there's not. So it's all good. So I will see you all hopefully soon and have a great new year. Bye.